Welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics, and on this podcast, we have explicit, soulful, honest conversations about sex and sexuality and all the ways it shows up in your life. Come on over to PleasureMechanics.com for all of our offerings that we have been crafting with love for the past 14 years. There is a treasure trove of resources awaiting you. All of our best podcast episodes are indexed in the sex index by category, so you can quickly find what you are looking for. And if you have been listening to the show for a while and have felt the impact of our love in your life, come on over to pleasuremechanics.com love for easy ways to show us some love support the show, and step in a little deeper with our work. It is September 1st, 2020. As we are recording this episode, we are six months into the global pandemic. We are in our country's uprisings for justice. We are quickly approaching the most interesting presidential election of our time. And we hope you are all hanging in there and doing all right. We're all dealing with so many different struggles and issues and changes this year. And we just want you to know that you are not alone. We are here with you, loving you from here. And you can be in touch with us anytime at pleasuremechanics.com if you need a little love and support thrown your way. We are here for and with you in this huge global cauldron of change. On today's episode, we wanted to talk about a concept that once again, we learned and mastered on the massage table, but then have mapped into our sex lives and every part of our relationship. And that's the concept of finding just right. Finding just right is one of these principles that as we bring it into practice, as we master it as a process, It allows us to move towards satisfaction and fulfillment while understanding that that is a constant dynamic dance. Just right is not something that is done to you. It is not a magical superpower. Finding just right is a process that we can learn, we can practice, we can develop with each other so we can find just right in all parts of our relationship, in and out of the bedroom. Absolutely. As Chris was saying, it's something we learned at the massage table, but it's relevant in all of our life. And it's really about finding our preferences and expressing them, and then creating a feedback loop where we are together creating a moment of satisfaction and deliciousness. And that's never static and it's always changing and you're always looking for it and moving closer and closer to it. Just right is one of these things that it exists in all realms of our life and it is so personal, right? As we were thinking about this episode, we were talking about toast (laughs) and how everyone has a different just right when it comes to toast. And your just right might be really different than your partner's just right. You might like your toast crunchy and almost burnt, while your partner likes their toast almost like warm bread. It's not even toast at all, in your opinion. And you'll constantly be moving that dial on your toaster back and forth. And you can learn your partner's preference when it comes to toast. 
But when it comes to our bodies and how we experience touch, just right is a much more dynamic, changeable, movable point. And so it's not like finding a setting where you know what your partner likes and you can put the toast dial on four and give her the perfect slice of toast every time. When it comes to touch, we need to have an awareness and a process to find just right in the moment every time. And a mindset that allows us to understand that just right is a shifting goalpost, that it moves all the time, that what might feel just right on one day will feel like way too much or not enough or even annoying or agitating on another day. So if these feelings of just right are moving all the time, how can we ever possibly satisfy one another? By continually searching for the just right and being open to the idea that it is always changing and that that's okay and that's right. And the reason, I just want to speak about why the goalpost is always changing, why we need to always be looking for just right and new. How we experience touch is affected by our stress levels, our menstrual cycle, the sounds that we're hearing, our temperature, the level of distraction we have in our mind. All of these factors are always influencing how we are experiencing touch. Touch is experienced within a context of 99 plus factors. The temperature in the room, your mood from the day, how you're feeling in your digestive tract, the arousal level that you've built up together will all affect how you experience any one touch technique. The nipples are a really good place to think about this. In high levels of arousal, when your body's warm, when you're feeling really turned on, the nipples can experience a m- tremendous amount of pleasure through a lot of pressure. But if you just came up cold and tweaked the nipples, it would hurt. And we all know this, that the experience of touch is so context dependent. And that's such a helpful piece of information to keep in mind. Because when you approach your lover's body, you have information about what they have liked in the past, what you know they sort of like, but you have to approach their body anew each and every time because all of these factors and these context is always going to be different. And so it's not that if you're trying something that they liked previously and they're not responding in the same way that you are doing something wrong. It's just that the context may have changed and you get to approach their body anew. And that is part of the artistry of being a beautiful lover. And we can feel a little annoyed by this. Like, why aren't there toaster settings for touch? But we can also feel really excited by this and remember that the brain craves novelty the brain craves newness and so much of what we're looking in our for in our sex life is something new something exciting something thrilling and this approach can allow us to have beginner's mind in bed each time approaching your lover's body as if it is new to you, as if it is a terrain to be explored, and that you're going to explore it together. We really want to emphasize here that finding just right is a conversation. It's a process you are both in, and it requires participation from both people. 
And again, we know this from the massage table because we are both master touchers. We give incredible massages, but we could still receive someone on our massage table who was giving us no feedback, who was not really feeling their body, who was kind of checked out. And in that case, it's kind of hard to find just right. Our fingers can be looking for all of the signs. We can be paying exquisite attention, but with no feedback from the receiving body, it's very hard to find just right. Whereas if you have a very active receiver on the massage table and your fingers glide into that point of tension and then you hold still because you felt that that area could use a little more attention and you start pulsing and you start gliding in to that knot and then they start moaning and you feel their body ripple with relaxation, we are now in a conversation Even without words, our bodies are talking to one another and together we are going to find that just right place where that melt happens, where that, oh, this is so good happens, where that, how did you know what I wanted happens just right. And we want to say just right is not about perfection. It's about being really deeply in the moment together and finding that point where your bodies connect and it is just right. It's just what the body wanted. It's just what the body needed. And in sex, we can find just right in so many places. Just right penetration and the rhythm is perfect and the depth is perfect. Just right spanking where you get that edge of intensity without it ever hurting too much. Just right power play where you're like perfectly in that power exchange, but you're not harming one another. You're not pushing through boundaries. You're not giving too much and you're not holding back. It is a dynamic range that you find together and then you stay in together. So let's talk a little bit about the skills of finding just right from both like the giver and the recipient's perspective. I think that you were speaking about that a little bit, that the receiver wants to be an active receiver. So they are paying attention to what is feeling good in their body or what might make it feel even better. And that requires the skills of erotic interoception, which we talked about in episode 375 and went deep into what that means and how to cultivate that skill a bit more. But briefly, interoception is the feeling what you're feeling on the inside. Interoception is the realm of sensation that happens inside your body that tells you when you have to pee, when you have to take a drink of water, and what you are feeling erotically. So interoception is an essential skill for us all to develop. And when it comes to feeling just right, We need to give ourselves permission to both feel what we're feeling and then ask that beautiful question, what could make this feel even better? What would help me build towards arousal or what would help me relax even deeper? And we also have to recognize here that just right usually has some kind of goal or intention attached to it. You have to know where you're headed together. And we've talked about setting erotic intentions and kind of knowing why you're having sex. Are you having sex to both build arousal towards orgasm? Great, you're just right. will be about what is building more arousal? What is releasing the tension so I can feel even more pleasure? 
if your intention is to deeply relax your lover into a state of bliss and then send her off to sleep, then you won't be doing the same things and your just right is a different goalpost, right? So first, knowing what you're going for together is really helpful because it gives you kind of a destination that you are approaching together and you can tell if you are on the right track. So for this conversation, we'll assume that the goal is arousal. Yeah. And if you are giving to your partner and their arousal is building, it's really useful for you to know what would help them build even more arousal and for that to be an active conversation between the two of you. And again, this could be within three people. This could be within masturbation. For the sake of this conversation, we'll assume there is two partners finding this just right together. But we should mention that this is a skill that can map onto all sorts of sex, all sorts of erotic contexts, and out in your life in general. Again, as we build these erotic superpowers together, you will notice how finding just right in the bedroom and developing these skills will help you find just right in the boardroom, at your workplace, in your family, because you have some skills and tools to bring to the game. All right, so we're in interoception, your lover is stimulating you, and you are paying attention to what you are feeling. Just right can, if we think about it kind of as a getting closer to just right or further away, there are things you're going to want to communicate about because they are taking you further away from arousal. And this is a really important arena to pay attention to because sometimes we don't speak up about these things because we want to be polite. So your lover's going down on you and just the way that like their arm is resting on your thigh is causing your thigh to pinch. And it's distracting and they are working so hard with their tongue, but your arousal is kind of stymied because of that pinch on your thigh. If you can notice that, drop your hand down, caress their arm and reposition it, you release that break on your arousal a bit. And again, we're talking about we're going to mix metaphors here, but another concept to think about is the dual model control of arousal, where we all have a gas pedal and a brake pedal on our arousal. And so as much as we want to focus on amping up the gas, we also need to take pressure off the brakes. So things like positioning in bed, is the room the right temperature, all of those things that you might be able to adjust to allow yourself to get into the place of just right. There is also a mindset here where you have to give yourself permission to deserve just right. This is huge because somewhere in all of our heads, when we have sex, there is something that says like, you're lucky to be getting it at all. Don't interrupt the moment. Just go along with it. Don't. It's too fragile. If you interrupt it, it'll break. And you deserve just right. You deserve just right. And it is a gift to you both. When you take this approach of we're going to constantly be calibrating towards more and more arousal, we're going to be doing the things in conversation that will help us get to just right, you're going to have better experiences and better sex. And again, this is not about seeking perfection. It's about the constant recalibration and the curiosity that allows us to approach that moment of, oh, yes, this is just right, right now. 
So I mentioned the word curiosity. So for the receiver, we talked about being able to drop in and feel what you're feeling, make small adjustments, give that communication, that feedback where you're both saying what would help take pressure off the brake and giving cues about what will make it feel even better. And that can be verbal or nonverbal, as Chris was saying. And some of the things you might be paying attention to are things like pressure and speed and making requests for more pressure, less pressure, faster, slower. Those are some of the details that you can be sharing so that you can help them get you closer to just right. And when receiving this feedback, you need to have the spirit of curiosity and be learnable as you touch your lover. And you can build this in as a game, as an exploration, so it doesn't feel like a correction. One of the major roadblocks to this that a lot of people hit is they don't want to correct their lover. They don't want to feel like they're giving instructions in bed, either because they don't want to hurt their partner's ego or because they don't want it to feel kind of clinical and instructional and they want it to feel a little bit more, you know, erotic and wild. And so if you can practice this together and develop little games to open up that conversation. And when I say games, I'm not talking about getting out, you know, a board game and dice. I'm talking about things like, all right, I'm touching your clit. I'm going to go a little bit faster and I'm going to build that speed up slowly. Tell me when, right? Just say when, as if you're pouring drinks into a cup say when. So you start really, really slowly. And then you start circling a little bit faster and a little bit faster. And you have invited your partner to say, yes, there, that is good. Stay there for a minute. That is just a tiny little moment that you can build into how you make love. And again, we can practice this on the massage table. If you have done this 50 times while giving each other foot massage, I'm going to start adding pressure onto the arch of your foot. Tell me when it feels right. That is a less charged arena than getting oral sex. So again, we can practice things in massage, build up these feedback loops, learn how to communicate with one another. And then when we're in bed, it becomes a much more natural conversation for your partner to say, Ooh, a little more, a little more. Yeah, perfect. Stay there, stay there, stay there. Meanwhile, you are paying attention. So the verbal communication is one thing, but the biggest skill here in giving touch and in finding just right is in paying attention. Paying attention both with your hands or your genitals or whatever you are touching with, whatever that point of contact between the two bodies is, that's where you drop your attention. And just to point out, our hands are the most sensitive part of our body for feeling minute information. We can read Braille with our fingers, but not with our penises. And so if we use our hands and we are gliding along the genitals and we can feel the textural changes, we can feel the arousal building, we can even feel the temperature changing as blood flows into the area, That is like a whole world of information you can pay attention to, but you can also pay attention to your lover's entire body. Are they relaxing into your touch or are there points of constriction? Do they look distracted? 
Do they look totally in the moment? Like, where are they at? Where is their breath? If you are thrusting and you start building up speed and all of a sudden their breath catches and they tense up, that is information for you. And you can ease back until they relax and start breathing again. Are they moving their hips closer to you or pulling their hips away from your touch? That is also information. So all of this is paying exquisite attention to your lover and feeling what you're feeling, paying attention to what they're feeling, communicating between the two of you. And this is that feedback loop that you will use over and over again to find just right. Because just right isn't even one destination within one erotic experience, right? You're going to ease into it. You're going to build arousal and the ways you're touching one another, the ways you're kissing one another, what you're saying to one another will be different at the beginning of an erotic experience, at the middle, as you approach orgasm, and then afterwards, right? And so this is a constant feedback loop that you are looking for of like, where are we at now? All right, let's build a little bit more. And that is this process that creates beautiful, satisfying sex. Yeah? Beautiful. And I just want to reiterate that one of the essential parts to integrate is that when you hear feedback, you have to hear it as helpful instruction and not make it mean I suck. I'm doing this wrong. I can't do this. I'm a bad lover. Like that is what so many of us do when we get feedback. And we just really have to reframe that and think of it as useful information to help get your partner to a place of more pleasure. And equally, if you're the receiver, think of giving feedback as helpful because your lover wants you to experience as much pleasure as possible. They are giving you time, care, love, attention in order to create as much pleasure as possible for you. So you are helping them out by giving them feedback. And again, go back to the toast example. The first time you made toast for your lover, if you like it crunchy, you might have put crunchy toast down in front of a warm bread lover. (laughs) And you start that feedback loop. You notice that they're kind of picking at it. You notice that they don't devour it and send crumbs flying everywhere like you do. And you might be like, oh, do you like your toast a little less done? And there is a conversation there over time where you learn what your lover likes as you're new to each other. And this whole time we've been talking a little bit as if finding just right is small calibrations. I want to briefly talk about when we have to get on a totally different track, when it's just not working, when one person is putting a lot of effort in and that feedback loop isn't happening and you're nowhere near building the arousal or you're nowhere near sending your partner into the relaxed state of bliss. There are moments where you need to kind of come up and recalibrate altogether. Part of this is going back to that goal, that intention of, do you even want this? Where are you at? Do you want to be connecting right now? And ideally this conversation starts happening before you start making love, but sometimes things can like you get distracted and all of a sudden you need to stop. All of a sudden what was feeling good just isn't anymore. Or sometimes things can happen with our bodies where just medically you are thrusting, you are having fun, and then all of a sudden your hip is giving out and it's painful and you have to stop. 
stopping midway in sex can also be one of these moments where if you don't have a proper feedback loop in place, it can be really disorienting. One person can feel rejected and you need to communicate through these changes, through these stops, through these let's figure something else out moments. And again, as much as we can build this into the culture of the relationship, so it's not shocking when it happens, the better. So if you are noticing that your partner is just not responding in the way you want to, you are touching them, you are penetrating them, you are playing with them, you're spanking them, you're massaging them, and you're just not getting that feedback loop, that is a really good time to check in and be like, what do you want right now? What is your body craving? What do you want to experience? And be open to the range of conversations because it might be, I just really need to change positions. Do you mind being on top for a while? Perfect. You flip around, you kiss a little bit and you go right back into it. It might be, you know, I'm really sorry. I just got really distracted. I don't think I can continue what do you need to finish right now? Can I lie next to you while you jerk off? Or it might be, you know, I said yes to sex tonight, but honestly, I'm just not into it. Can you give me a massage instead? Or we just need to end. Will you hold me for a little while and cuddle me and have that be okay? Sometimes finding just right means totally recalibrating your goals, shifting the activity completely, and finding just right in a pause or in, you know, coming to rest together. And that is a sign of deep respect. We should never push past pain or discomfort or distraction to the point where it's causing us to have sex we don't want to be having with our partners. We've talked a little bit about sex out of obligation in another podcast episode, but it is worth reminding us that if the body isn't into it, like it's very hard to convince yourself to want something that you are not wanting in the moment it is happening. It's like, eat the ice cream. I don't want the ice cream. Lick the cone. I don't want the ice cream. You know, just don't eat the ice cream and the ice cream will taste delicious the next day. If you force yourself to eat ice cream when you don't want ice cream, you lose the taste for ice cream. So I just really want to encourage people that in this process of finding just right, that we can always be adjusting and there's so much freedom in that and so much respect in that. When we trust the relationship to hold changes, to hold recalibrations, to hold one another's requests, it really opens up the arena for much more frequent interactions. When we don't think about sex as being a right, wrong, good, bad, but instead an exploration where you are always being curious and exploring what feels best, it really allows for a lot more flexibility. And when we undo this perfection, good, right, good, bad binary and let it be an exploration with curiosity, it becomes so much more interesting and freeing for ourselves. And you get those magical moments of unexpected connection. I'm thinking about moments where... You know, I've been thrusting inside a partner and really making love. And then I notice they're kind of drifting a little bit. And they say, just put one hand on my heart and hold still. 
and you come to rest and you're holding still and then they open up into this beautiful crygasm or they have a beautiful emotional release. If you trust yourself to say what you are wanting and you trust your partner to be able to show up and give it to you without judgment, we can have some really magical, unexpected moments. Or if, you know, you're doing an erotic spanking and all of a sudden, you know, what you're wanting is something you've never done before and you can ask for it, it opens up a new arena of exploration. Like, honey, I'm really actually feeling like I kind of want a butt plug in my butt while you spank me. We've never tried that before. Are you willing to try it? And then it's like your new favorite thing. Sometimes our bodies will give us information about our wantings, our longings, especially in the state of arousal, right? And so if we are listening to our bodies and asking that question of what would be just right right now, we get a lot of unexpected information that can open up our erotic experience way beyond the scripts, way beyond the routines, and get us out of ruts, It's a superpower to be in this conversation of just right. And you have to trust it. And again, I can't emphasize enough that we can practice this outside of the bedroom. Practice it with your food. You're eating. We had an amazing corn coconut soup last night. And Charlotte was like, oh, this is perfect. She was loving it. And I was like, I think it needs something. And so for me, I threw some red hot chili peppers in there. That's like the band, some chili pepper flakes. (laughs) And that extra heat was delicious. And it didn't mean the soup was bad. It was just like it wants a little bit something extra. What could it be? Do this in your relationships. You know, do this in all arenas of your life. And notice what happens if you start giving yourself permission to seek just right, right now. Together. And I want to acknowledge that the world is not just right. Our erotic context exists within a social context. And for all of us right now, the social context of the world is not just right. And so there is a way that we need to create these little microcosms of experience for ourselves, where we can kind of make it just right enough or just right within the context that we have. And that's the right now part of this. A lot of times people write to me and the things they describe and my response is often like, I'll meet you at that hotel room in heaven where all of that is possible. That's not the context of your life right now. So you're just right might be having sex two or three times a day not going to happen probably given the context of your life. So it's not about getting so like, well, this isn't perfect. This isn't just right. It's like acknowledging the context around you and then finding what is possible. Just right, right now might be holding your lover while they sob in terror and fear. And that is the erotic connection that you need right now. Just right, right now, might be not having sex for many years because that's what your relationship context is demanding of you. And it's not just right in like the broader context, but it is right for the context that has emerged. And you can work on working on that context and shaping the conditions. 
But, you know, for a lot of us, like a lot of social conditions right now are beyond our control. And some people have been living for generations within a social context that is not just right at all. And we can then collectively start thinking about what would make the social context more right, more right for more of us so we can find just right and we can find erotic satisfaction with a little more ease. We are working uphill, many of us, to find an erotic context where our arousal can thrive. We are working against the tides to claim body sovereignty, to have unabashed desires, to claim our permission for bliss and pleasure and orgasm amidst everything that is going on is in and of itself a finding. How do we find a context where we can claim a little moment of pleasure within right now? So finding just right right now is a very dynamic process that is always changing and it has these multiple fronts of attention. I love that. So it's really about creating moments of satisfaction in the absence of utopia, in the absence of everything being fabulous. It's about claiming and creating together moments that are nourishing and fulfilling. And it requires such exploration and kindness and open-heartedness to just be able to be in that space together and co-create it. And we should mention the relational element of this just right. When you're able to give your partner a back massage and find that just right on their aching shoulders and meet them there and apply the pressure and give them that moment of relaxation and melting under your hands, there's a huge relational benefit to that. There is something about feeling met feeling held, feeling fulfilled and satisfied, even if it's just for a few seconds of that perfect stroke, that I think really feeds the human soul. Because what it tells us is, I am not alone. I can be met. Someone is paying such deep attention to my needs that they can meet me right at that place of just right. And then we can find it again and again. And it becomes a trust builder. It becomes a place where we can really surrender together into that moment of, yes, that's just right. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like finding those moments is declaring that we matter and that our pleasure matters and that our connection to each other matters. And we are in this together and trying to be there for one another. And that is so valuable and i'm gonna bring it back to the toast if you tell your lover that you like really lightly toasted warm bread and they keep giving you charred ass burnt pieces of toast that's going to be an issue for you right and sometimes we approach touch as if we have to take what we get instead of asking for them to dial it down Or even having the nuance of sometimes I like my toast really lightly golden and other times I like it almost charred depending on what's going on top of it. Learn my nuance. And 
also having the flexibility of you might not know how you want your toast today. You might be delighted and amazed that that pumpernickel tastes better lightly toasted when you've been used to the burnt sourdough. And having that flexibility, having that attitude of change and curiosity and what will be interesting and desirable to me right now continues to open up our erotic arenas. So much of this mindset, it's not about just right being a fixed point. It's about noticing what is pleasurable, what is doing it for you, and knowing that will change, being curious about that. It really is a game-changing attitude to adopt alone and in a relationship. Yeah. So we hope this has encouraged you to bring a spirit of curiosity and exploration to your lovemaking and to kind of remember that we are always meeting our lover's body anew. And that is such a powerful idea to remember and bring into our play. Mm-hmm. And if you want our personal guidance in meeting your partner with masterful touch, head to toe, come on over to pleasuremechanics.com slash touch where you will find our erotic touch mastery online courses. What I love about our massage courses and our foreplay courses, where we show you how to bring the skills of massage to your partner's most sensitive parts, is that with these follow along guides, you can learn to find just right and have all of this different vocabulary and language between you to find just right. And so you can say, glide in a little deeper and then hold and pulse. In our massage guides, first we give you techniques, stroke by stroke instructional videos, so you can learn the massage techniques to touch your partner's entire body with skill and with confidence. And then we give you five minute follow along guides so you can learn these flows, these structures and practice it over and over again. And you'll be able to have that conversation with your partner while giving them foot massage of, oh, you like it a little deeper there, do you? What about this? And how about this? Oh, that's just right. Massage is such a beautiful place to really learn how to touch one another, how to communicate with one another. So then when you're gliding inside them and they say, ooh, a little more pressure, a little deeper, your fingers know what to do. Your whole body knows how to respond. You look up with them and you feel that moment of satisfaction shared between you. And it is electric. It is so satisfying to give your partner just what they want, just what they needed to find just right, right now together. Yes, let us be your guides. Come on over to pleasuremechanics.com slash touch, where we are currently featuring our erotic touch mastery bundle at a beautiful discount for you. And let us know if you have any questions about this. We love hearing from you. And the best way to get in touch with us is to join the membership community that has been gathering around this podcast. We're calling it the pleasure pod. You can find it at pleasuremechanics.com slash pod, and you'll be able to be in direct contact with us, chat with us, and have access to our members-only resource pods, 
our pleasure practices library, and so much more. That's pleasuremechanics.com slash pod if you want to be a member of our global community of pleasure seekers. And pleasuremechanics.com slash touch when you are ready to master the art of erotic touch head to toe. All right, I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics. Wishing you a lifetime of pleasure. And just right. Mm-hmm.